0: Doing
1: all right let me just yeah uh, good day uh, oh, the usual, tiring i'm i'm getting very tired now <laughs> we're almost at the point of the album but um yeah hanging in there <laughs> It's just been a lot to a lot to work with uh, Well, for like 10 years but i mean it's that that crunch point when you know the album's coming out in a few days and uh yeah looking forward to it but it's been it's been a battle
0: absolutely what's what what's been keeping you busy this week particularly because obviously you know it's the week we're leading up to release so the impression is oh you're going to be manic but often i hear oh no it's just a bit of waiting and now we're just trying to get to the day um i mean
1: it's always manic for me um (laughs) yeah it's it's all right for the other the other (laughs) forms, but uh yeah um I mean aside from the album itself um we've also got the release show on on the day and that's yep. been a, that's been quite a sort of DIY thing as well so I was trying to get all the little bits ready for that cuz you know the, we've only, only just got like the uh the, like the merch and stuff like that just arriving this week so it's like I was stressing a bit because of how close it was getting like it's like yeah we've got like the gig coming up and there's obviously pre-orders and things like that and it's like I'm gonna ship these out this week. I'm still waiting for, I'm still waiting for the uh, some T-shirts. Actually, I think they're due tomorrow, but bloody
0: else, cutting it fine for me anyway. I like to have stuff well in advance. <laughs> yeah, because uh, ideally, you you want it a couple of weeks before. You can take your time. You got to do a couple of trips to the post office. You know, that's it. Yeah, There's quite a bit
1: to post. Um, I mean, that's a good good problem to have, I suppose, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those where it's like I've, I've got to like really budget my time on what to spend, and um, you know I've got I've been doing video stuff as well. Um, we've actually got one more video coming out on the day, um, but I've been editing that, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm literally right up to the last minute editing it as well. So, <laughs>
0: um, yeah. And- well. Well then, thank you for giving me your time, really, because it sounds oh, really? like you got a lot on your plate. So it's much appreciated that you would uh, take the time to sit down and talk to me. Overall, though, is the mu- is the mood in Master's Call good? Is it like positive?
1: Oh, I think so. Yeah, it's 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 exciting for us, um, especially like. It was only been a day or two since we got the the vinyls arrived and getting them out for the first time. It was like, okay, it's real now. This is finally happening, you know. Um, and we we'll have a video actually for that. We and un- we unboxed it on video, but we haven't put it up yet. Um, so you get to see our reaction. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, we mean, my say- my reaction
1: my reaction well, probably would have been more excited if I just wasn't so tired, but. You'll, you'll see John's reaction's a bit more full of glee. <laughs> I'm
0: like, yeah, I'm finally, you finally don't <laughs> And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we are talking about your debut full length album, A Journey for the Damned, out this Friday, 24th of November via Fireflash Records. So what does it mean to you to see the culmination of all your hard work about to step into the world?
1: It's it's been such a long and painful journey. Um frustrating might be a better word, I suppose. Um to actually to actually know we're finally in the few days away. There were many there were many points where it was like you started to doubt it, whether it was like we were that cursed it was not gonna happen. Or mm. I mean we've ended up we're gonna cross the finish line a different band to what we started. <laughs> so I mean, we've, you know, we've gone through, you know, three vocalists, I think, during the recording. in fact one of them even began recording and, and you know, ill health took him out of it, but we kept a bit of what he did on it as backing. So it's kind of cool to have that little, I suppose it's a dark, morbid thing that's kind of sealed into the song. It's like his last vocal recording that he can't do anymore. It's like, oh, there's a bit of a grimness to that, but. But, yeah, the actual... Free, I, I, I don't think I'm going to believe it till, till the day comes, to be honest, because I don't know what's... There's still a few days left <laughs> it can go wrong. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I do want to talk about the origins of the album, particularly Vision, but before we can get into that, we really do need to go back in time a little bit. Uh, I think back to 2019, really, when he first came to my attention, uh, first with the immense EP, Morbid Black Trinity, of course, Bloodstock that year as well. Uh I never at the time expected to wait quite as long for a full-length album to appear. And there was even a point where I kind of thought, oh, you've disappeared. Quite yeah, disappeared. Yeah. And that was that. Um and here's the thing is, I don't want to relitigate the entire past few years. It's too much has gone on. I know that and so on. But I guess I kind of want you to sum up what the past four years have been like overall for Master's Call. You kind of gave some insight there with the vocalist changes.
1: Yeah, it's it's most that that was a big chunk of it. I mean, 2019, it was it was all great. Everything was going well. We just put out the, the first EP. We were already writing this album. So, I mean... I um obviously we got bloodstock just from the submission of that, which was good. I even remember saying in the interview, we've uh, we've really these three songs have really gotten their mileage or something like that. Ooh. I think I said, and that really like has gotten its mileage now because <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't but I, can't, I was like, it's like an in joke with us uh, with the band at this point where we're like, oh, that EP. So when when someone buys an EP, we're like, ah, still people buying the EP though, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we've been getting on like we've got like a couple some festivals. We've got like a festival in Germany at one point. And we're like, we still only have these three tracks each. Why are people booking us? Surely they don't know we have any music like to fill a set. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, so what okay? I'll I'll be brief. The lineup changes um began sort of towards well, pretty much Bloodstock onwards. It was because that was actually the last show of 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 that vocalist at the time. Um the next guy stepped up um and it, for whatever reason that didn't work out personal reasons i think but for him but the problem is each time we go through a new vocalist we're, we're learning the set again we never really like spending the time writing so uh obviously so that didn't work out the next vocalist we had he was great he was perfect perfect band member he was well invested in it we got to 2020 and then we have the pandemic so that did what that does. Um, and he, and by the time we got to the end of the pandemic, we had to retire, he had to, well, he was forced to retire, the vocalist was, and we'd even started recording um, because of ill health that affected his voice. Um, so again, each time we keep relearning everything. Um, and then we, we, we got to the point where John, who's the guitarist up to that point, was like, you know what, I'm stepping in. This, this we are cursed with vocalists i'm i'm going to do it and then we are like you sure john it's like we did try it for a bit with him still doing the guitar but it's just live wise it just wasn't the same so then we ended up uh getting a new guitarist and then moving john over to vocals it seemed to be easier to find a guitarist than a vocalist for us so so that's what we did um obviously again you got to learn all the music <laughs> so that that stuff takes up a lot of time um and yeah okay and then obviously we got to the point where we had the lineup and we we were recording um and then there was a the the person we wanted to use christian colas to mix our album but because of the pandemic he had a massive backlog so we had to wait ages and ages and we really wanted to use him um and that took i think there was about a year between waiting us actually being recorded to him actually mixing and mastering it and um then we had the interest of Fireflash records and that ended up his, his like he was he was they were down for signing us um but they were like our best window is like another eight months away and we're like oh man well what's eight more months at this point i mean it's- <laughs> so yeah everything just it's just a knock-on effect um it's yeah. been very frustrating and certainly tested our patience. Um, but I think once we got to the point of John being on vocals and we had the guitarist and we were playing, we were like, okay, it's going to happen now, but it's going to take a while just because of all these, it's like, we know, we know Christian Carl is going to mix it. He's just, he's just got to, he's just got a get cue. to get it. Yeah. And, um, and then the labels actually, you know, made the offer, but the caveat being we've got to wait quite a while (laughs) yeah here you stand yeah I mean it's this is it it's we've learned a lot of stuff along the way I mean maybe it's better in the end that that some of the problems we had happened before the before the album I mean even one time during I mean we've actually lost a bassist as well since since, (laughs) since it's been mixed so during the time yeah yeah we've been again learning the songs again (laughs) <laughs> at least it was already recorded at that point. It was just—it's just more of a pain for us to, uh, you know, like okay, we've lost another member, but at least it wasn't the vocalist. That... <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's—it's it's, yeah, we, we're not trying to get rid of members. We're not even getting rid of members. They just seem to like—I don't know why this, these things just stop working out for for some people after a while. Maybe it, I mean it is frustrating. Is is. It can be time-consuming. It can be expensive, but uh, it, I guess if it's if you if your heart's in it enough, you'll you'll persevere. And I think that's I think that's what we've ended up with. Is there's, um, there's still you know I mean technically there's still three of us from the original band. It's just one of them is now on a different role. <laughs> he still writes though, so uh, that's one of the things that's always uh, that comes up with with John is that now that he's a vocalist. It,
0: he hasn't quit guitar. He's just he still plays and still writes. <laughs> yeah, so. I was wondering about that because obviously it's a big. I mean, of course, he was likely to still continue to play guitar and so on, ultimately and write and so on. But obviously, moving from guitars to vocals and not doing a guitar for the band, it's a big deal. And like oh, you yeah. know, how 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 comfortable both he and you all um, were with that, oh, and how and how long it took to kind of get really into the groove. The very first show we played in that
1: setup, um, you could tell he was nervous because it was he was very I think he felt very naked without the guitar there. Um <laughs> you could tell before we, we went on, but he, he, did, he did a great job. It was like it seemed natural. Um and I think more recently he's he's definitely gotten more aggressive, shall we say? <laughs> um he's definitely uh Definitely got the old old school metal spirit out when, when we when we play live now. Um and he's definitely got more comfortable with it. Um so yeah, right now it it uh, it feels I mean that was beginning of beginning of last year we did the, the first mm. show with him. So we've had some time, about nearly two years to get used to it. <laughs> um yeah, he's uh he's it feels right now. At the moment it feels like it's finally settled down after. You know it's just, just right now, just before the album comes
0: out. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, I, I can back that up on a, a, a fan perspective. He looks right, he sounds right. Yeah, again, that's that's the thing. He's when you think of
1: like your, your guitarist doing the vocals, you don't really expect typically, you wouldn't expect. A decent level, man. Well, I'm not saying you wouldn't expect a decent level, but it's like it's almost surprising, isn't it? Like, because he has been vocalist in other bands before, so it's not like we're just just picking anyone in the band to do anything. <laughs> Somebody take over, no? was um, uh, yeah, he's obviously a confident vocalist, that's for sure. Um and we had no, we had fun actually just doing the recording sessions for the album because it was like I know these songs were kind of written with a different vocalist in mind at the time, but what can we do with it? Do do a little bit of your thing to do it. I mean, I suppose now that we're going forward with with this this setup, we will write the songs for his vocals, and there'll probably be some things in there that we. Oh, I mean, I mean. Stuff that might be more suited to him than would have been hmm. suited to the current vocalist, previous vocalists. So it will be interesting going forward. Plus, obviously, the fact now we've technically got four guitarists in the band because the new ba- the new bassist is also a guitarist in another band. So we got four guitarists in the band. Surely one of us can write a riff. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it will be interesting to see what different um, like flavors and textures we get get out of the next one. I mean, I'm sure it'll still be. The same kind of concept, but it's going to be interesting hearing a few different takes. Because predominantly, me and John wrote everything so far, um, but but would be good to get some. But we're definitely mm. going to be getting input from,
0: from the other the newer members this time. Uh, it's yeah. it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting yeah. for you. Um, but going back to you know all these challenges you talk about, the challenges you've faced. You as an individual, you as a person, do you feel better for them? You talk about learning things along the way. Do you feel like because of them, you've grown a bit? Yeah, I think...
1: I think it was like a necessary evil to some degree. I mean, I, I'm I'm never the past sort of personal back down from a challenge anyway, even when I probably should. Um, but it's it's... Now that we've gone through all that, there's we've We've learned things to put here' we've learned ways of getting around. We've always been this we've become this band now who always makes it work, no matter what. There was even a time when uh the, the, we did this gig in Germany, and it was the first one in Germany, and at the time, the bassist in the band and the other guitarist in the band had had some passport issues and they couldn't get in. so the three that remained was um, well, we already knew they couldn't get in by like a week before, but that wasn't very long, much notice. Um, so what we did, the remaining three of us, which was the drummer, me, and John. John picked up a bass, and we basically tried to do a what 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 minimised sec version can we do of our set? And and it was obviously like I was learning the other guitarist's leads, going. But do I need the lead there? We ended up working on a three a set that worked as a three piece, and it and it got us through that uh got us through that gig with like not much time to do it in. I think um a previous version of the band who hadn't gone through all the patience and suffering we might not, I don't know whether we would have probably cancelled or or something mm. like that, but I mean we were like now, nah, just do it anyway, let's just do it we, we we were making jokes at the time let's go let's go venom that shit let's motorhead that let's let's midnight that <laughs> it's like let's just do it uh, and it and it worked out pretty good, and we got a good reception and uh that in fact is how the uh upcoming tour uh, started we got the invite from back at that more or less so, <laughs> was worth was worth trying that that three-piece idea but
0: yeah yeah you know, that's
1: what you were saying it was it was it's a case of yeah I've definitely felt like we've learned things along the way but more importantly we've set up a more stable foundation now hopefully all the things that have slowed us down are not really Shouldn't shouldn't really be an issue going forward um, because we've now got that foundation, you know. In terms of band members, in terms of you know, making sure we're you know in advance, <laughs> make sure we book stuff in a, well in advance if we can. Because I mean, I mean, I know the pandemic isn't a typical uh, typical scenario, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, one one thing that we have learned is to to get. Be
0: early. And you'll probably still be late. <laughs> <laughs> you'll make it work. Master's Call, making it work. Making uh, that's work. your t shirt yeah. design. <laughs> um, and yeah, making it work results in, of course, a journey for the dam. So, your vision for this record, what did it initially look like uh, when you first sort of sat out on this path?
1: Well, it sort of began yeah as as everything has so far it began with me me and John just uh I mean some of it began before the EP it was it was the um the the concept of it was just originally we were gonna just be like extreme black metal or something like that because that's what you know I, I was in a death metal band at the time and he was in a black metal band at the time so it was like all right let's just yeah let's just do this and then um. I think after we wrote that uh the first song we wrote was The Spire Cranes off the EP. And we were like, we put we had that chorus in it. And uh we were like, this is this is wrong, but I like it. <laughs> this is this it's, <laughs> it's, <long. laughs> it's like this isn't black metal or death metal, this isn't allowed. <laughs> um, should we do it anyway? Oh, okay. So we were like getting into the whole idea of doing like doing choruses like that. Um and it was and because, of course, we're well into the uh, the old school classic era metal, the you know the Sabbath and the Priest from where we are. So, you know, we 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 always feel like we have to put a bit of a, a bit of a stamp on that, a bit of a you know almost a a nod. There's always under all the black and the death. There's there's that little bit of old school. We we try and keep it in. That that was essentially. The vision but it didn't sort of develop it wasn't like right there from the outset it, it did kind of develop o- over the over the course of the album we just kept going all right let's do some more old school here let's do like a let's do a classic let's like blood on the altar let's do a little <laughs> classic guitar solo in the middle somewhere and it's like yeah yeah right but then let's have that like evil stuff as well okay um yeah uh but a lot of it is is just that me and john just have all these influences but we decided to kind of almost throw the rules out the window early on despite what we began as um it's like it's probably gonna not appeal to the elitist black metal people but Mm. it it can you can call it extreme and someone will say no it isn't Uh (laughs) um Or so it's like it depends on your own perspective. I think that's the that's the thing. A lot of people are gonna interpret it in a different way. It's not like we're you know writing groundbreaking new genre defining stuff. It's 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 what we like together, like all together. Um, You know sometimes it might be, you know, uh, raw raw black metal inspired stuff. But then it, I mean, you can tell from the production it isn't gonna be raw raw like you know burzum or anything. Yeah you uh, didn't
0: record it in your garage or wood yeah. somewhere.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't record it with with the uh, you know Fisher Price Mic or whatever. So <laughs> well <laughs> uh, you're
0: not true of them, mate you're not true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah
1: it was um we just write what we like really um and I think we kind of like i say we throw the rule book out a bit with the uh, inspirations and i think on the uh, i think we'll keep doing that next the next album i imagine we'll probably draw from some stuff that
0: is definitely not allowed but you, you might not notice it <laughs> Who you want? It's way more fun that way, and yeah, exactly, there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with a little bit of uh, genre indefinable. I'm always fascinated, you know, when you get you see descriptions and it's about ten genres mashed into one sentence because it's the only way you can describe it. It's a hell of a lot more interesting. That is the tricky part, though, with the
1: the genre mashing because you know I, it, I've you know I've read multiple re- reviews already, and it's interesting what people don't agree on across them all it's like oh yeah i'm hearing this band it's like no no it's this band it's like oh they they sound like this but it's like well i mean never listened to that band but okay (laughs) so yeah it's interesting what what people can't seem to agree on the genre either you know i've seen them say this isn't this isn't black metal this isn't black and death metal this is this is death and black metal it's like oh okay
0: (laughs) oh that's exhausting
1: (laughs) yeah so I do struggle a little bit with uh one's trying to trying to give an abbreviation as to what we are.
0: So, I mean it, yes, I think metal. everyone's,
1: everyone's gonna interpret it a little bit differently.
0: We'll just say a metal, keep it nice and simple yeah, as that. I Can you head say, back to
1: it. Yeah, I usually say like extreme heavy metal or blackened heavy metal, something that's it's heavy metal, but it's a little more than you know traditional. <laughs>
0: We get it, we get it. Um, Sticking with the album, then. um, Sticking with the album, what were some of the more creative, challenging aspects overall that you can kind of point out and say, okay, yeah, that was a a particular thing that tested me? Oh. um, Creative challenge.
1: I mean, if you don't have any, that's fantastic. Um. The only thing that really comes to mind, I don't know whether I would call it so much a challenge. I mean, it is a challenge. Okay, so we had one song left to write, and it was during full lockdown. So that was like that track was "Into the Abyss Once More," which is the track six, and um, yeah, that was like completely done remotely. That was you know sending stuff across and. Uh, and even the I think that one ended up sounding like the most pissed off one. <laughs> it's like, and I suppose even with the title, it did kind of feel like we were in some kind of abyss at the time because it was like just all in, our... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all in our spaces like we are now, I suppose, but like permanently. Um and it was frustrating that we um so we ended up writing that song remotely, the lyrics, um, the vocals and stuff. Um ended up being quite grotesque and and evil and dark. And it was like, yeah, there's there was some some little sickness in the sound of it too. And uh in fact when it actually when we actually came out of um the lockdown and we recorded it for the album, the John's vocals at the time weren't quite there because not because he was it, it was still late, it was because he'd had so much time off. Like and at the same time he was working a night job. Um like one of them warehouses there's a lot of shouting at people and and he was wearing his voice out there was a point where we we ended up recording some of the songs a few times till it came back till it warmed back up again but the um there was one bit i think it was the very end of the song the very last part we actually kept one of the worst takes in because it just sounded like the struggle sounded like better for some reason it was just that kind of uh, it was just not quite there it's a little there's a little more of a grotesqueness to it and we did redo it, and then it was like I still preferred the I preferred the sick one for that one. <laughs> it's like,
0: with that little extra
1: edge. Yeah, it was just like that was that was the struggle. It's like just a little bit of a struggle. I don't think it sticks out massively compared to the rest, but it was just we we could tell at the time of recording. It's it like there's a little bit of horrible going on in that, and it it works for that bit, but not a lot of the rest. It was. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's probably been the the most creative challenging song actually that and uh damnation's black wins just because it was something of so much going on that was uh that one i'd um i think we actually paused that for a while and then came back to it because it was, it was one of those where we were we were, we we're not quite i think it was the vocals more than anything We could, we got the music down i think and then the vocals we were like struggling for I think we. I think that was probably the second last song we wrote, and it was like we need to stop going on about fire, and and <laughs> we've done that in enough song. It was like fire. It's like we, we're running out. We've, we've we we know we want to say it again, but we've already kind of exhausted some of these these themes a bit. Uh, <laughs> so we ended up just putting. I don't know why we, it was just one of those where you couldn't write. We were writing it, but it was just like mm. They're like. Feel like we need to revisit this later when we've got some, some other stuff done. So we did
0: that, and, and and it came out really good in the end. So we're, we're glad we did that. Um well, with that in mind, because of course the album it's a tight seven tracks long, but with detailed, elaborate stuff that pushes the genre limitations of black and death metal impressively. Yeah. <laughs> did a lot then end up on the cutting room floor, so to speak? Um believe.
1: Funnily enough, we've got entire songs that we've just ditched, um, put to the side. Well, maybe, maybe we'll re- rewrite them. They just, they just aren't up to, I think this is again, part of the finding our way part of it. Cause yeah, we, we wrote, we had a few songs We're like, yep, yeah, definitely going to have those in it. Since the very beginning, we always set. We've always said the album will start with "All Hope and Fire" and end with "Pathways." This is like before we'd even played our first gig. We knew we were going to do those. Those were going to be the first and last songs. I love it. I know. It was, this is like ten years. Ten years of knowing that was going to be the, the first and last song on the album. <laughs> we just had that in our mind, um, and uh, yeah. So, oh. Um, Losting thinking about that I <laughs> mean has it really been that
0: long yeah but, yeah <laughs> yeah so got on my train of thought now um that's all right no worries hey, we were just talking about basically the stuff that got pushed to the side that wasn't up to scratch oh as yeah you say. That was it, yeah we were writing um we were writing songs on the way and we, we were like
1: getting down to them we were playing them um we never played them live or anything we just we just played them um, like as a practice and we were like yeah these are pretty good but then it's like it's just missing something they just they sound kind of ordinary um there were some good riffs in it so we might uh, we might dig them back out again they are fun to listen to after a while and you're like i mean that was good but yeah it needs something so yeah it is surprising how many songs we've ended up either putting to the side or been like we're gonna do that idea again later.
0: <laughs> that just resulted in, as I said, tight seven tracks that are the best they could possibly be. Yeah, we again, we, did, it, it,
1: we didn't really want to have more than was necessary. I think we could have gone like, you know, 8, 9, 10, but maybe those tracks would have been not up to par. They might have felt like filler and we didn't... Mm. Yeah, we felt, if we can't get them to the to the level we like them then we shouldn't really put them on so we didn't <laughs> and that's long yeah. enough these days isn't it it's still like 43 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's not like we're talking about you knocking out three and a half minute tracks here you know it, it's we've got a bit more going on yeah that's the other thing we seem to always fall in that
1: five to six minute it's not like we intend to it's just by the time we've got to we've we, the song has said it's the song has said its piece it's like oh we're there again six minutes oh, of course <laughs> apart from like uh pathways which was like eight minutes but that's that's got that long long outro on it um, yeah oh yeah, yeah. um yeah <laughs> yeah we definitely could have could have
0: filled it but we didn't want to fill it really it's perfect it is as lengthwise uh track wise and so on um Positive parts then, when you kind of reflect on the entire again creative process, what are some of the positive parts and areas that you remember as really enjoying? Um
1: most positive. Again, it's usually it's usually the feeling when you've got to the end of a song and then you that you've written it for the first time and then you play back the demo. And you're like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's the one when it when it when you've when you get excited by your own song, which is which is um only really a thing at the beginning, because when you get to the point of if you've heard you've heard the demo a million times, you've heard you've recorded it a million times, you've heard it all the different mixes and the mastering, and and every time you you like editing a video, it's there in the video or you, you you played it a million times, you do get to the point where you're like, ah, oh, I'm kind of getting sick of it now. Mm-hmm. I hope this is... start going, I really hope this is good because
0: I know everyone You else lose thought... sight, right? You lose like sight. It starts to become like you, you can't focus anymore. Yeah.
1: when you when you get you end up getting sick of your own stuff after a while. It's exciting at the beginning and you're like, you gotta try and remember that's how other people were here at the first time. You're gonna forget this in like when you when you finish <laughs> Well, especially when some of the songs you you know you've been playing like live for like ten years, you're like, "Ugh, I'm so bored of this song now." But, <laughs> but if you t- but there were points where I'd take a break from it. I, I took a massive break from listening to it because we had the time to take a break from it. Um, and then I came back to it again, and it's like, you know, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's still good. It's still good. It's just I just needed a break. <laughs> but the yes. uh, most satisfying part is definitely the first. Uh, First time you you finish the song and you hear it back and you go yeah I'm digging that um, and then playing it live as well getting it in, getting it down in practice as well is uh, I mean it always changes from a little bit in 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 the live process um, stuff with the drums maybe stuff with how things come in um, but yeah I, I, I sleep yeah that's what I would say is first time first time you hear it all back is probably the most consistent uh positive point but there are obviously little mini victories along the way like like getting that song we took a pause on and coming back to it and thinking this is going to be one of the ones we may end up struggling with and we actually finally get there and it's like yeah i love it now And it's funny because I ended up being one of my favorite that Damnation's Black Winds probably ended up being one of my favorite songs on the on the album anyway. Um, How that turns out. Yeah, yeah. It was like this is a nightmare. It's one of those development hell songs,
0: but it actually came out positive. So (laughs) that was another creative highlight. Right now, there is so much to be positive about Master's Call. Of course, I've heard the album. It is a fantastic release. I can't wait for everybody to hear it because this signifies the rebirth. If you want to use such a term as that of Master's Call, you're here, you're secure, you're moving forward. And that is a really important aspect too. Um, So I guess I have to ask you really is what comes next, um, do you think? Obviously, you've got the album release show. That's going to be killer, hopefully what what uh what can you tell me about the future so um
1: we have a european tour coming up in february um we are going to be sporting uh power from hell from brazil um and uh yeah in fact some dates are
0: probably going up anytime now actually <laughs> um I'll hold yeah. this bit until it's until uh, it's definitely. I'll hold this video until uh this interview until I definitely know it's out. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They actually, sent me
1: actually had the flyer sent today, um, and they were like, "This is going up tonight." I'm like, good, good, good. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that we're looking forward to that. That'll be our first like actual tour as well, rather than so far it's just been the odd uh, odd single gigs. So it's, it's good to be doing it and in Europe as well. Um, um that we are definitely looking forward to. There's a few other gigs as well. Um we got uh, in December, we've got Brighton mm-hmm. at uh, Winter Assault and we've got one in Banbury. I think that's a couple of weeks later in December. Um yeah. Um now beyond that, obviously we we would like to be able to get the next album out in less than 10 years if, if possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Ideally, yes.
1: Ideally, yes. We have um we have began we have, we have been writing uh, when when we can, when we've been we fitting some time in, so um yeah, we've had, going back to what I was saying earlier, we've had some uh, riffs come in from newer band members and it fits with our mantra, so it's like, well, we make it fit with our mantra because their influence is mm-hmm. one of them, the <laughs> Is it, you know, here's a riff and we're like, okay, I know what to do with that, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, hopefully we will release stuff more frequently um, than 10 years. <laughs> hopefully, a lot more frequently. Um, that's definitely going to be the plan, I think. Uh, and now we've got things in place like, you know, we have, you know, we have. Fireflash records uh, backing yeah. us up. Um I mean that's that's a pretty major milestone in itself. That's that's uh that's definitely a, a foundation. Oh um, yeah. And uh yeah, it's 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 looking positive. It's
0: looking more positive now, I would say. The future is looking bright. You got these things in place, the gigs, the tour, your writing, I mean. What more can we ask? And it just means things are very, very exciting right now. But you know, let's just remind people: a journey for the damned as the time of recording, Friday, the 24th of November via Fireflash Records. Get this, stream it, buy it, whatever you need to do, but give this the time and energy it deserves. Uh before you go, Dave, there's just a couple more minutes in either of your time, but it's different. It's still a interview this is ozzy Osbourne, and in his head are randomized questions of anything and everything chosen by me written by me but also featuring a ton of submissions from other bands other band members around the world i'm going to pull a couple out at random if you don't mind chuck me some answers <laughs> all right all right here we go we're off we're off we're off Oh goodness! Right. So you have one uh, a submission one. This is from Lee Martin, the vocalist and guitarist of the band Blue Stragglers. If you could take an elixir that allowed you to live forever, would you? Uh, on the,
1: <laughs> it would give me a lot more time. That's for sure. <laughs> that, that I'm struggling with at the moment. <laughs> That would actually be very beneficial for this band because we might be able to get several albums out then. Um I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to, for the sake of the band, I might have to take the Elixir. If I there wasn't
0: it is. I wasn't a band, I probably wouldn't. So oh, I love it, love it, love it. All right, uh 85. What is your worst habit? What do you what's what do you think your worst habit is? My
1: worst habit. Um Probably stroking my beard. I don't know. Um.
0: <laughs> I love it. I do that way too much as well.
1: Yep. No, there it is. Yeah, it's all sort of shredded at the bottom now, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: Next one. 45. What is the most decadent thing you've ever eaten? Most decadent thing I've ever eaten? Mm.
1: Hmm. Um... It's probably something my brother cooked because he's pretty decadent. Um, I wouldn't know what it was called though, so because I'm I'm scum like that. <laughs> um, it probably involved something uh, something very rich. I don't know. I need to I need to ask him what I eat some of the time. He probably say it's some fancy thing, and I'm like I didn't understand that, but it will be my cook. Cooked. Yes, he he's very much. Uh,
0: He's a very good host when we uh, when we visit him. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, uh, sixteen. If you could go back in time and give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh. Um,
1: start writing the album now. <laughs>
0: Oh, fantastic! All right, one more, one more. What is your go-to pizza order? What's on your pizza? uh discs of meat
1: on top of cheese. It's, it's all the the disc. It's all the pepperoni and the sausage and uh, chorizo. It's it's yeah, as much as full that on
0: meat part, feast. Full on meat feast. Yeah, there it is. Again, a journey for the dam that Friday 24th of November via Fireflash Records. Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, particularly when you have been so busy and got so much going on. I really do appreciate it. No worries. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at GBHBL.com, our full website, where reviews, news and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.